Welcome to the Lovejoy Podcast, from Antique Dust. Hello and welcome to Antique Dust, where we're dusting down the gorgeous series that is Lovejoy. And we've just watched episode three of series one, The Sting. Marvellous. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rob. And together we are Antique Dust. Woo! Yay! So, third episode in, it's not, it's relentlessly fun, madcap and what have you. Um, a little bit of nonsense with regards to um, Lovejoy being accused of, of uh, producing a forgery. Um, mm-hmm. where he gets pulled out of an auction at the beginning part of the episode by the police, who has got a very unconvincing police car. It's a three-door escort. Looks at, it looks like it needs to be pushed along. It, it the looks, police had escorts. I know, but they didn't have three-door ones, I don't think. Well, where would they put the, oh, they would they put the bad guys, I suppose? Yeah, they put the bad guys. Just in like br- bring the seat down forward for, for, to sit and prop them up in the back seat. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so it's set, this episode is set up really nicely with regards to um, Lovejoy saying, it's not a forgery, I've signed it. Uh, so obviously a painting that has been produced and has been sold off by other people as an original something else. Uh, it is actually signed by Lovejoy on the forgery. So it nicely sets up this episode. Yeah, so really it's not nicely. a forgery, it's an original Lovejoy. It's an original Lovejoy in the style of. Yeah, <laughs> it's an homage. So um, the, the protagonist, the sort of the sort of femme fatale in this episode is a, a lovely blonde lady. Karina. 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 Who we uh, meet, he, she commissions Lovejoy to five, yes. find a pair. That's after we've seen her sneaking out. We've seen of, her sneaking out of a, of a gentleman's house. Where he's, he sounds like he's doing a bit of a drug deal. Well, he's a drug dealer. Mm. Well, we found that out later on. So she's posh totty, very Hooray Henry style, um, Sloan Ranger. And uh, she commissions... Lovejoy to uh, find two Mighton uh, figurines now figurines, figurines, figurines. Uh, and gives him a cheque for £3,000 which was quite a lot of money back it's then. still a lot of money now yes, cover at least two bar bills marvellous yes. and uh, so Lovejoy set, takes it on because obviously he likes her because she's very likeable what does he like about her well, she's quite posh. Mm-hmm. Remind you of anyone? Yes. Uh, just a little. Just uh, a little. <laughs> so, uh, but of so, course, the actress who's playing. She's been posh, in Posh Girls. Of Keith, stuff. Kika Marylees. Yes, she was in or Bad in, Girls. She was in Bad Girls. She's Holby City, Doctors, New Tricks. She was in EastEnders. Was she EastEnders? She was in EastEnders. Uh, I stopped watching that years ago. She was in ago. 47 episodes of EastEnders. Oh my gosh, that is a lot of episodes of That's EastEnders. That's a lot of episodes. But there's are a lot, so that was like a week's worth. <laughs> it's on TV like 24-7 now. Yeah. It's more than Homes Under the Hammer. <laughs> and that's saying something. <laughs> she, was, she did a tagger as well. Oh, did she? Yeah, she did. Oh my gosh. Well, everyone's done a taggart. Yeah, most people. But most people in Scotland have done a taggart. Yeah, I've done a tagger. I've, <laughs> I've done two. Ooh. 
Right, second victim to the left. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, love the cho- chalk line chalked around me. Oh, marvellous. Oh, you made, you made a very good victim on the on I make the a carpet. great corpse. <laughs> marvellous. You've got such range. Yes. <laughs> With a tag on my toe like no other. <laughs> Does it go on the left toe or the right? It depends on what the director thinks is appropriate for the scene. Where the mood what's takes my, you. What's my motivation? <laughs> You're dead. Okay. Marvellous. Yeah. So, um, Lovejoy obviously makes a few phone calls. And then we see him in another scene waking up with the phone ringing. And it's his daughter phoning from London. That um, London. Uh, arranging a, a meet-up. And... Uh, yeah, she's. Uh, we've got got lots. Of, well, you've got Spandau Ballet playing. Yes, I have to say that they spent a lot of money on music licensing in this episode, don't you think? Yeah, and it's really good. I mean, the, the big country, big country. Yeah, because she wants to go s- s- do something fun rather than go around sort of sort museums of, and in, art galleries. Well, no, I think she said looking around at dusty antiques on Portobello Road and uh, uh, Islington. I think it was Islington. Was it Islington? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, do they have antiques in Islington? But, but also, no, I think they do. There's lots of antiques in everywhere in London. And um, so she says, I would like to go to a hard rock cafe. Ooh. Ooh. So obviously, Love Joe's not too too happy about that, but obviously he wants to do something fun with his daughter. So um, hightails it to the train station. Uh, he's about to catch the train. And then the signalman calls him down. Are you Lovejoy? <laughs> yes. And it's an antiques dealer trying to track him down, trying to say, those mitre figures that you're looking for, they're in this local auction. But obviously, and the auctions to that day. Uh, so what's, what's he to do? Well, he goes off to London, but he's, he spies uh, Eric, who's on his motorbike with sidecar. And leaves the cheque for Eric to go and sort out, say, go and bid it. But rather than train Eric how to bid at the auction, he says, go and I'll speak to Dandy Jack. Oh, some such nonsense. He, he was the sort of antiques dealer that can bid for you. Uh, I never thought that like one-on-one would have been the first thing to teach Eric as how to bid at a bloody auction. Do you need to be taught how to bid at an auction? Do you not just go... He, he ra- I'm raised raising his, my hand. He's raising his hand. There. hand. Yeah, so you could probably see that it's, it's the motivation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's in the voice. It's in the voice, darling. So, um, and Eric stupidly um, tries every avenue he can do, but all the auction all, all the auction emporiums are shut that day. It must have been early closing Wednesday. I like Kelly closed. Oh, you know, it's early closing Wednesday. We actually, where, where we live in a, a nice leafy Nantwich, a nice Cheshire town. Don't give our location away. There'll be, there'll be, there'll there'll be, be hordes of people visiting yeah. Nantwich. Uh, we, so we live in a gorgeous little leafy town, market town called Nantwich. And the shop shut on a Wednesday afternoon. It's very civilised. I don't think all the shops shut on Wednesday. Well, quite a lot. All, all the important ones. Do the do the estate agents? Shot? Unfortunately, not. Oh well. No, that's it's, but but, but you know, it's dreadful. I, I mean, I think we should have early closing on the Wednesday. That'd be marvellous. We go to the gin emporium <laughs> and buy gin, but they'll be shot on Wednesday as well. Oh uh, no, the bars, bars and restaurants will be open. 
Okay. Yeah, so that's remarkable. So not everyone gets... So obviously it's early, uh, early. Wednesday, early closing Wednesday. So all the antiques dealers are not around and shutting up. Um, so Eric stupidly flags down Charlie Gimbert, um, the, the the regular foe to Lovejoy. With uh, nemesis. Um, so obviously Charlie, he likes to think he knows about antiques, but unfortunately doesn't. Um, so... He get he gets commissioned to bid for these pieces. Uh, Lovejoy comes back. The pieces have been sold, but uh, Charlie says, "Oh, I, I couldn't buy, couldn't buy them. They got bid over three thousand pounds." And then it becomes very apparent that Charlie did actually buy them for nine hundred pounds. The rotter. Um, Lovejoy obviously is a little bit upset. Oh, in, in fairness, Charlie Gimbert is getting back at him because at the early part of this episode, Charlie Gimbert said, "My auctioneer's phoned in sick. Can you do the auction?" And Lovejoy's just a little bit of naughtiness. Yeah, a little bit of naughtiness with a Korean vase. Um, so he gets Tinker to bid for this Korean vase. He makes the bit the auction go to Tinker. Um, and gets this Korean vase for much less than it should be. £450. And uh, Charlie Gimbert actually wanted to bid for it, and it got bid from under him without his knowledge, with a little bit of nonsense and side play and banter. And uh, Charlie Gimbert then pay, he bought, bought, they bought, Lovejoy buys it for 450 and Charlie Gimbert buys it off him for five, 550 So, um, But didn't actually have the money to pay for it. So when Charlie Gimbert comes up, he just takes... Hundred pounds out of his wallet and said, "You better go and pay for it then," <laughs> <laughs> which was a little bit naughty. But what Charlie Gimbert did, he was asked to do something. He was given a job to do, and he would have got a commission for it, but he chose to buy it. So Charlie Gimbert's got these mitten, 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 mitten. No, mittens are those things which go through elastic through your coat, don't they? Well, they're, they're like gloves, the, but they're gloves, but they don't have individual fingers. They've got one big thing, one big finger and there's mittens <laughs> mittens yeah. kittens and mittens kittens and mittens yes i always remember i used to have a pair of mittens through my, my with a string through, it, through it, it, it was a, a little bit of elastic up one sleeve and down the other yeah so you can lose them <laughs> yeah i hated wearing mittens <laughs> it's your birthday coming up soon isn't it <laughs> i don't want mittens <laughs> So there's a little bit more nonsense. It turns out Posh Totty that wants the mitten, mitten. <laughs> so I have got mittens on the bloody brain now. But the, the mitten, the mitten figurines, which look friggin' ugly anyway. Uh, but you're it, not a fan of no. of figurines, no, are you? Not even ladro. 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 Room for a pony. Room for a pony and a shelf of ladro. So it turns out this lovely lady, this lovely blonde lady, was previously a uh, she comes from a society society family um, she's gone off the whales a little bit because she was on heroin and smack um, but she's been dried out and what have you but one of the one of the things that she did steal she obviously sold lots of things for herself uh, of her own but then she did actually steal these figurines and she's looking to replace them because she feels very guilty about it. And she doesn't want the family to find out that she sold them. Or sold it because they have got sentimental value, but obviously the family haven't actually spotted them. Yeah, so it's not, they're not that... I don't know why she just doesn't say, oops, I, I was dusting and they broke into a million pieces, so I threw them out. Um, 
But hey, that, that would have ruined the story in the episode of Bergerac. Uh, not Bergerac of Lovejoy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting we all have, mixed up. It's all very confusing. ruined the episode of Bergerac. Good job, it's not well. <laughs> Get your podcast straight. <laughs> so, um, so it's a bit of a nonsense thing. But, uh, talking about other nonsense things, there's, there's a scene in, the, in uh, Lovejoy's Volvo with Tinker and uh, Lovejoy is saying to Tinker, I wish you wouldn't drink like that while I'm driving, <laughs> which was really quite amusing. At a traffic light that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, there was just one traffic light. There was just light. one traffic light. This very empty road. road with no roadworks, just one traffic light which turned green. But there was nothing at the other end of the other no. said traffic light. <laughs> Not that we could see anyway. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so apart from that little nonsense... Um, so uh, Charlie Gimbert's got these um, figurines and he doesn't want to sell them. Um, I think Lovejoy looks at potentially stealing them. But he gets waylaid. By sleeping with Charlie Gimbert's um, sister, um, who seems a bit of a game girl. Amanda. She's Amanda, Amanda, with green hair. Amanda Gimbert. Amanda Gimbert. <laughs> Horrible, so they could have come up with a better name. <laughs> but I suppose it's memorable. I can remember it, so that's all good. And... Um, so they come. So Lovejoy comes up with this little master plan to get his way, own way back at um, Charlie. Um, so he creates a, a fake. He's, he's Lovejoy is obviously a master forger. Um, obviously, and a couple of other forgeries are made by. Uh, let's say Tinker gets a, in a chap that's a forger that writes a sort of scripted letter. Um, where we see how it's all aged and everything, which is really quite fascinating. It was interesting of, to watch. And um, how how to make it age and like bake it a couple of times. Uh, Lovejoy does this little sketch and frames it and makes it look older. And uh, also get ropes Lady Jane in. Lady Jane is, is enjoying with the capers, which is all great. Uh, and he produces to Lady Jane this jade this jade vase. Uh, mm-hmm. which said he's been saving it for a very special occasion yes. um, and Charlie Gimbert is very fond of Jade apparently mm. um, so the, the general nonsense of the story is there's an auction that's happening uh, Eric is stupidly tasked with um, dropping a few hints to Charlie Gimbert which he naturally falls for it because he's a little bit stupid and goes to this auction where there's uh, the forged uh, document, forged letter that's been baked a couple of times in the Arger. Um, you've got a, a forged um, painting, mm-hmm. and uh, what else and was little, there? There's a little sort of cup thing, or a there's a little cup little, thing, a little, pewter cup, a little thing, uh, and this jade vase. Um, so the uh, posh totis, is it Celia? Celia? Karina. Uh, Karina. Corinna's in the in the uh, in the in the sort of the auction room as well, bidding for the jade yeah. vase. But of course, um, drug drug dealing boyfriend or whatever uh, is chasing after turns her. Turns up. Yeah. yeah, that seems a bit nonsense. Apparently, he was in two episodes of Howard's Way as well. Yes, so, but I cannot to, remember him. According to IMDb, I cannot remember him at all, unless he was in one of the party scenes. Because I think this episode was on in eighty. Probably, he had a look of someone who would have been in. Um, Lynn's uh, social social circle. He could you could get away with a, a blazer and a or or, a, or a V neck sweater. Yeah, in the yacht, yachting circle. Mm, he had that that sort of generic posh boy look, but without actually much acting talent, unfortunately. 
but it has great cheekbones, and uh, there's a little scuffle with um, with him sort of approaching. What's her name again? Celia. Corinna. 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 Can't get that name. I can remember Gimbert. <laughs> Corinna. Corinna. Uh, so Corinna is um, accosted by this chap. Lovejoy steps in and saves the day. And Ron from EastEnders. Big Ron. Big Ron from Big EastEnders. Ron. That I think only had about three lines in EastEnders in the many years but he, he was, was in, in it. But he was in many episodes, but he just didn't say very much. He had a character name as well. It's like Tracy that works behind the bar or work behind the bar. Yeah, his, his name was Ron. <laughs> Do Ron, Ron. Ron. Big Ron. That <laughs> Big was, Ron. That was his name in EastEnders. Yeah, Big, Big Ron. Ron. <laughs> in the market, yeah. And actually, it's his real name, or it was his real name. He is dead. He's now right, passed away. He's Ron Tarr. And he was on a Do It All advert as well. I don't. I wouldn't know about that. But I, I, I remember him from the comic strip Presents Five Go Mad in Dorset. Was it that? Yes. Yeah. As Big Ron. Blah, blah, blah. Hidden treasure, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> secret plans. He was a henchman. His name was Dirty Dick, I think. Dirty was, Dick. Was his name. Did he steal all the ginger beer? Lashes the ginger beer. No, but he loved big um, <laughs> oil drums full of Vaseline around the place, I seem to remember. You had to be there, people. You had to be there. <laughs> That's the most unusual gay club ever. <laughs> well, it's for Uncle Uncle Quentin. Uncle Quentin with his va- his vats of Vaseline. Yeah. Have you never? Seen- <laughs> You're talking like you've never seen it. I have seen it, but it was. I think I was really. It was only when it first came out. I've never actually seen reruns of it. I've only actually. I've seen it the once. And it was on Channel 4. It was on Channel 4, it was wasn't on it? Channel 4. It was the early days of Channel 4. Like 1984, like, 85. T- yeah, so I was only 12. Oh. Uh, Is that when you had your mittens? <laughs> no, I, I'd graduated out of the <laughs> mittens on elastic. Were you wearing gloves yeah. now? <laughs> that was it. I, I was wearing gloves and scarves. <laughs> Fancy scarves. I actually had a really, a really nice Rupert Bear scarf. I, really, I actually... Yeah, Rupert, yeah. It was like a yellow... Yellow check one. It was okay. lovely. Actually, it was actually a genuine Rupert Bear scarf. It had the Rupert Bear label on it. Wow. I know. Get you. I know, get me. <laughs> mittens on elastic. <laughs> anyway, enough about my child. We see we seem to use this podcast to like deep di- dig, into dig your, deep into the void into, of my childhood. <laughs> So there's a little bit of nonsense in the in the auction room. Um, Corinna, Corinna, Corinna bids successfully on the jade vase, uh, and uh, Charlie Gimbert buys stupid all these stupid. Yeah, it's just because Lovejoy wants them. Yeah, because Lovejoy pretends he wants to have them, and Charlie Gimbert obviously wants to to buy it. Yeah. However, it was a really nice um, statement by Lovejoy because. He doesn't want to con anybody yeah. apart from. Yes. So uh, Lady Jane is there to make sure that if no one else buys it, buys the fake stuff that she does to make sure that no, no innocent, innocent bystander. So, which is, which I think that is a, that was a really, really good plot point, really, because I think genuinely he probably wouldn't give a toss, uh, or most antique dealers wouldn't. But it shows he's got a heart and ethics. Yes. Which is quite well yeah, yeah, ethics yeah. to a, to his standards. Yes, ethics. yes. And uh, uh, so it's uh, it was it was quite amusing because uh, so obviously Charlie Gimbert falls hook, line, and sinker, buys all the tat, 
um, and then also follows um, Corinna. Corinna, Corinna, yay! woo! Yay, Corinna, 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 Corinna. When I was at drama school, he said if you if you did a line eight times, you would remember it. Corinna, 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 Corinna. 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 So Corinna acts like a, a dealer. Corinna. 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 Sorry. Corinna. So the, afford, okay. afford Corinna. Corinna obviously plays posh posh girl really well. Because she's posh. Because she is posh. She comes from a well-bred family, even though she has had a small dalliance with drugs. She was a smackhead. She was a smackhead, smack yeah. yeah. She bought from, uh, what's his name, from Grange Hill. Yeah, Zamo. Zamo, yeah. Zamo was her. Zamo chased the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, she and then sells, trades off the uh, jade vase uh, for the figurines and some other bits and bobs bits and bobs yeah because she says she she tracks down charlie and says uh yeah i bought the jade vase but actually you know what i didn't really want it all that much i wanted all the other tat that you bought can we do a deal and bingo there's the there's the figurines the figurines the figurines um and then obviously makes so makes money on it and uh charlie gimbert has the jade vase which he's taking back to his uh, his very world weary assistant. Yes, uh, frankly, is sick of his shit. Sick of sick of his shit, and is really apologetic to uh, Lovejoy, and admits that Charlie Gimbert does actually have the figurines um, when he wasn't even prompted, and. Uh, and so Charlie Gimbert said, I can't seem to find a signature. It looks very old. So I can just make out a marking. And this chap, he looks at the uh, this jade vase and uh, then looks at him and said, oh, no, I can't quite make it out. It but must be very ancient. It must be very ancient. Very ancient. And then it sort of it cuts nicely to uh, the, 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 the sort of um, antique gang of Lady Jane, Corinna and uh, Tinker and Eric and Lovejoy having lashings of champagne uh, and celebrating it. And him and Lovejoy say, well, actually, I made the vase. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you've got those two things around the wrong way, though. But they, they, we have we have that, that We have thing. that scene. And then the, the final scene of the show is... Is the auction is house. the auction yeah. house. And, Which, then, and then the freeze frame at the end on, on Bigelow. Uh, Bigelow. Smirking. Yeah. Because um, he obviously has seen that it's been signed as an original love job, Enjoy. which is great, and it's and obviously the little gang have made up on money, and uh, Corinne doesn't need to Corinna, uh, Crinoline uh, <laughs> doesn't need to Cortina, Cortina, <laughs> uh, so it doesn't need to use the stolen money from a sort of drug dealing ex boyfriend and. All that nonsense, yes. thing. Former uh, Howard's Way star. Yes. Well, two episodes in 86. That's not really. Yeah. So 86. So that must have been... How, that must have been the first series. Well, it was a, se- it was a series when uh, they had the court case and Ch- uh, Jack nearly loses the mermaid jar to... Oh, so the uh, bonkers brother-in-law. brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that... It was that he was in two episodes when 
the brother-in-law was sniffing around the yard. Oh, so he may have been in the courts. Might be part of the legal team, perhaps. Perhaps. He was called Jake. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway. So, so anyway, so it was the Howard's Way link in there. Howard's Way. But overall, going back to the gorgeous, gorgeous Lovejoy, it was a lovely caper. We had lots of little nonsensey bits around antiques. Uh, Charlie Gimbert had one over on him. We still still see that Lovejoy still pashes a little bit over Lady Jane. Yes. However, he's not, he's not totally dedicated to, to, to the, the pursuing of Lady Jane. He can quite easily be diverted with other little mistresses of the night, especially the nymphomaniac uh, that is the Gimbert-esque with green hair. But I loved it. It was great. Um, it, and was, it was good fun. It was and it, good fun, it's just always. a rollicking, rollicking, great fun. Along. So we would love to know what you thought of the fabulous The Sting. The Sting. The Sting, yes. There's no wasting, no cream for it. So let us know on at Antique Dust uh, on all social media platforms. Yes, you uh, can find us on the web at antiquedust.co.uk. So we are an appreciation of gorgeous TV and classic TV, and we would love to know your thoughts. If there's any a TV show you'd like us to actually have a little gander at, maybe watch an episode and whisper on it mainly about, uh, please let us know. Maybe deal delve further into my childhood debts and mittens, mitt mittens. my mitten saga. <laughs> when I graduated out of short trousers into long trousers. And yes. Wonderful things I did with my prep school satchel. Uh, and any such nonsense. But let us know. In the meantime, it's farewell from me, Jonathan. And it's goodbye from me, Rob. So, farewell. Bye-bye. The Lovejoy Podcast is an Antique Dust production.